Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas so you can grow beyond difficult transitions and evolve from those challenging moments that may have influenced your past but will not define your future. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve as we teach you the exact skills needed to attract and keep a lasting, emotionally healthy and conscious relationship. Now, please welcome your host, certified life dating and relationship coach, trauma professional, and best-selling author, Rihanna Milne. Hey, hello everyone. Welcome. Happy Monday. I know it's the best part of your day, right? When you get to spend one hour of me and get some amazing education. Oh my gosh, I have so much to share with you. And when I was doing the research for this show, I'm like having major agita. I'm like, I need to meditate. Oh my God, I'm so anxious because we are talking about con artists tonight, guys. And this is show 11 of Lessons in Life and Love, a live radio show. And it airs every Monday night from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. I am your host and your love coach, Rihanna Milne, coming to you live on BBM Global Network. And now this is exciting. We're growing. You can find the show on iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, TuneIn, and the edited podcast version is on my website, which is brand new, LessonsInLifeAndLove.com and on Spotify. We're here live. And the one good thing about joining me on Monday nights is I get to answer your questions free of charge. Hey, take advantage of that. I'm telling you so you can get your answers for free right now. So call me anytime during this hour. My engineer, Abraham, will take your name in question and I'll answer as many as I can during the call. So here's the number, 866-451-1451. You can disguise your name in your town. I don't care. I am just here to help you for one hour. So don't be shy and give us a call. I'm sure your question will help so many others. And it can be about the show or any show prior or something you're going through and you just need to ask and that's what I'm here for. Please give me a call. I am here on a mad mission to change the way the world loves. I'll be talking to you about how to have emotionally healthy, evolved and conscious love and how to avoid toxic, painful, traumatic relationships, which really seem too prevalent today. I'm all about helping you transform your life into one you're passionate about and how to have the love that you deserve. Let's dive in, you love angels and transformers because thing is see when I teach you this stuff I want you to teach it to your family your friends and your loved ones who are hurting you're going to say wait I know a little bit about that I heard this on this podcast oh if we start with one voice mine and I share with you and you share with others you see we all can be global transformers whether you're a woman a man younger older straight or LGBT this information is for everyone and I hope once you hear it you'll help others transform the way they love too and if you have a personal concern as one of my listeners i invite you to apply for a free life and love discovery session at my website my main website is rihannamilne.com it's my name.com tell me your story on the pop-up form because i do want to help you and i always save seven spaces for a week for so the first seven from my radio show that calls in just tell me you heard me on the show and i will make sure that i help you this week oh let's go over what we're going to talk about tonight 
course, I always have high hopes for every show that I'm going to cover a whole bunch of material. Sometimes I get on a segue or tell a story and I don't get to everything I want. This section where I started last week on toxic personality types that can break your heart, this is part two. And next week is part three. The majority of this information comes from my book, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve. My number one bestseller, 464 pages. It's going to take me a year and a half to get through what I want to teach you just from this one book. And the sister book is Live Beyond Your Dreams from Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose and Success. You can get downloaded chapters for free at RihannaMillen.com. So start there, start reading. And of course, you can buy these on Amazon and these books are available in Barnes and Noble Bookstore. Get them, read them, get the information, especially if you've ever experienced past emotional trauma, relationship trauma or childhood trauma from your family of origin. They usually say Tom heals all wounds. It does and time conceals what is happening and the emotional triggers say deep inside you. And this is why adults struggle in life and love. And the research shows 90% of us do. I am one of them and so are most of my friends and probably are most of my listeners. You're not in the minority. We are the majority. And this is why this topic is so passionate for me because I have experienced relationship trauma and I'm here to help you learn as much as you can so you don't have to endure some of the pain I do. You know, I'm very spiritual and I've always learned make your pain your passion and your purpose. So that's what I am doing tonight. We are going to cover falling in love with a con artist, the sociopath first, the psychopath second, then the chronic cheater. And I have a few other toxic partners who are going to break your heart, the jealous controlling paranoid, the avoidant and commitment phobe, mother haters. Oh yeah, they're big ones too. What do you hear about them? So there are types you haven't even thought about and you might be listening and say, oh my gosh, so-and-so's boyfriend or so-and-so girlfriend is one of those and she needs or he needs to hear this podcast. And with writing my book and when I share the information, I usually share it from and to a woman's point of view. They are the majority readers of self-help, but please, my gentlemen readers, my LGBT fans, please understand this information applies to everyone. So just switch the him hers if you would I was told to write towards a female audience and I was trying to be as generic as I could but it just saves time to talk to one sex but the information applies to all because we're talking about a personality type so it's men and women. Okay, so let's start with the charming con artist. This is grouped under antisocial personality disorder, the sociopaths and the psychopaths. One of my favorite songs by Pratizio, the Italian, it's a CD, and it's one of my favorite songs called Il Mondo. And it's in Italian, I don't understand a word of it, but the words are really beautiful, and it means my world. One of the sayings is, Il Mondo, my heart belongs to you, so take it and Promise me you'll never break it. This was one of my favorite dance songs with my husband who happened to be a sociopath. Although we danced and we were the couple of the year, <laughs> lo and behold, he did break my heart. And I didn't understand why until I really uncovered the research on childhood trauma. 
what she was very sadly 10 out of 10 on that scale. And this is what led me to my spiritual forgiveness and being able to move forward and look at him in love and really honor and respect the love that we had and look at him with compassion and forgive and move forward. If you find yourself that you have dated or have been with someone who's sociopathic, and by the way, gang, one in 25 humans are one in 25. And this is from the research of Martha Stout, Dr. Martha Stout, her sociopath next door, the ruthless versus the rest of us. One in 25 humans is sociopathic. So that's a pretty scary number. And in dating world, that's a lot of people. So you really want to arm yourself with this information to protect yourself and know exactly what you're looking for. I mean, us spiritual people, us in the helping profession, we're so kind and loving and giving that we see the best in everyone. It's really important that we become well-informed. Okay. The antisocial personality disorders, also called ASPD, they live their lives with no conscious guilt. They don't have empathy, shame, or remorsefulness. Dr. Phil McGraw's book, Dr. Phil Life Code, The New Rules for Winning in the Real World, uh, it's a great read as well. He identifies the baiters, B-A-I-T-E-R-S, which is backstabbers, abusers, imposters, takers, exploiters, or reckless people. Yes, they're all sociopathic. He calls them the evil eight. And what most people think of when they hear the term sociopath is a violent criminal. However, that term aligns with psychopath, okay? So the sociopath are the people that want to love They do start out loving, but they have something within, it's somewhat genetic and it's definitely environmental. I would say it's probably 75% childhood trauma and some of it is inherited in the brain and so forth. That's a whole nother deeper conversation, but they either have no ability to love and yet they are our coworkers, our neighbors, our friends, or even our own partner. The DSM-4, which is a psychotherapist, a statistical model. If you don't know, I've been a psychotherapist therapist 18 years in private practice. Now I'm a total global coach. They define antisocial personality disorder as an ongoing pattern or disregard for the violation of the rights of others. If three or more of these exist. Now this definition is fine, but I'm going to go into Dr. Hare's checklist. It is my favorite and all my clients know to look at this and consider this, but let's go over the official DSM-4. So three or more of these One, deceitfulness, repetitive lying, or conning others for their own pleasure or profit. That's a big one. The sociopath is always after someone for pleasure or profit at the expense of the victim. Two, impulsivity or failure to plan ahead. Three, aggressiveness or irritability. Four, constant irresponsibility, repeated failures to hold consistent work, honor their financial obligations, or honor their word. Next, failure to conform to social norms or lawful behaviors by repeating acts that could be or grounds for arrest. Total lack of remorse and being indifferent to the one they've mistreated, hurt, or stolen from. These people will never apologize. Most of my clients have been in love with a sociopath or been married to one for many years, and they keep waiting for the apology. Why? Because they're kind and loving and wonderful people. They just happen to go through childhood trauma, and therefore they attracted the sociopath into their life because they're very charming and manipulative, and they will love you like nobody else in the beginning of the relationship. You're going to swear you found the absolutely perfect person. 
I'm like, oh my God, you know, they, they call me, they text me, they're so attentive, they're so loving, they bring me gifts, blah, 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 blah. It's fabulous in the beginning because they are cunning you. This is the most difficult part. They fall really hard. They're such good people. They want to see the best in that person. They remember that person in the beginning phase and they keep trying to help or forgive, assist, whatever. And they keep waiting for that apologizing and they don't. They just don't because they don't have empathy. This person is at least 18 years old and may have shown signs of conduct disorder before the age of 15. They usually do by all the recent research. Now, signs show intensity between the ages of 20 and 30. Now, that's research that I had when I wrote this book. However, not that I'm an older woman, I see sociopathic personalities in the 60s and later. Men are more commonly diagnosed, and these men repeatedly violate social laws and the rights of others, and they don't learn from their consequences or their mistakes or their punishments. They'll keep repeating it. They have this inflated sense of superiority. They're not going to get caught, and they definitely are narcissistic. So a lot of people, because that's such a buzzword today, oh, my boyfriend's narcissistic. I'm like, um, let's go into the doctor hair checklist and see if in Indeed, he's really sociopathic and they normally are. So that's why I covered narcissism last week. So if you did not see show 10, make sure you do hear it and get that definition down. But all sociopaths and psychopaths are narcissistic. They are egocentered and arrogant and carry themselves with a sense of entitlement. They're especially demanding of their partner. They expect perfectionism. Their impulsivity leads to severe irresponsibility and a lack of self-control. They often make quick decisions on a whim with no concern or consideration for the harm it may cause others. And this is the part that is the worst. They will do what they want because they want to. They do not think about their partner, about the couple, about the children, or the consequences. They are so impulsive, they just do it because their sense of entitlement just thinks that they deserve it. This is all coming from childhood trauma. Now, those that have heard show one, and if you miss it, you must hear show one. That's about the 10 childhood traumas. Or you can go on my YouTube page. I talk about that in many different places. But the sociopath and psychopath most often have had extreme trauma seven, which is personal trauma and bullying and feeling different while young. Usually physical abuse, definitely verbal and emotional abuse, definitely abandonment. They're usually scoring uh, on the range of nine and 10 of the 10 traumas and the severity level from zero to 10 or usually eight, nine and 10. So these are folks that unfortunately endured severe childhood trauma. And this is why they soar dissociated with fellow human beings. And when they become adults, they feel that they had endured so much pain. They're going to do what they want when they want as adults. Sun disappearances like running away like a child. This is very common. When they screw up and they don't want to be caught or they got caught, they're going to run out of town. That's what mine did. Unbelievable. Set up a pattern of lost jobs, repetitive addictions. Many are addicted to sex or porn, gambling, drugs. These are secret addictions. They try and hide them until they come out. They're caught and alcohol and some are workaholics. The antisocial personality male is often aggressive with the disregard of safety of self or others and is easily enraged, causing psychological, physical, or verbal abuse to their partners. They often refuse to control their sex drive, and they're proud of that. They think that's such a manly thing, but they're like addicted to sex and they use it as control. And if they don't get sex when they want it, they usually have temper tantrums, put down their partners, 
or or act out and they'll pick somebody up on the internet. This is that where that entitlement goes. They are highly promiscuous. They brag about this high sex drive, failing to see their practices as addictive. Uh, They're sexually exploitive. They're demanding and abusive often to their partners. Relationships with this type of man are heartbreaking because they're incapable of long periods of attachment and then they lack empathy. They exhibit a shallow affect with flat, insincere emotions and this person will show no remorse or affection once they have callously hurt you. It's amazing. They are that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And if you've heard me talk about this before, if not, let me describe it. You have to see the Broadway show or the movie again after hearing about childhood trauma and his personality type because Dr. Jekyll is the guy in society everyone loves. He's the rich doctor in the big home and he's handsome and he's charming and everyone just thinks he's just so amazing. But Mr. Hyde is a hidden personality type that nobody knows about. So in the movie, he goes out and ravishes and rapes and kills women. Your partner may be out doing things that are totally against his character type. Now, you will see this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde a ton in our politicians, right? In other very successful business people, once they're caught, the the hidden personality comes out. As karma would have it, they normally do get caught. Look how many times they often repeat Hello? So, I mean, they just have no effect about their emotions. It's horrible. Who was that stupid guy? Wiener, right? He did it twice. Oh, my God. Like, seriously, you get caught once doing this and then you do it again? You don't think people are watching to see if you're going to do it again? But that's how sociopaths are. They don't think they're ever going to get caught. They're so narcissistic. They're beyond the law. Okay, so they cheat others also by means of fraud and deception. They're brilliant in hiding their sociopathic behavior. They're also compulsive liars. They lie easily and very well without concern for you. These types will look you straight in the eye and convince you that they're telling you the truth. And you need solid evidence before confronting them because they're still going to lie. Even when you have the piece of paper in your hand saying, look, you're on these porn sites. You're spending 2000 a month on pornography. And they're like, no, I'm not. It must be a mistake. It's unbelievable that they'll still deny and lie about their infraction. At that point, you know you're dealing with a sociopath, right? And if you're not sure, you better be in coaching with me so I can help you. You need to get out of that relationship. They will constantly repeat and they're charming and good at trying to make up to you and be really good for a while then you think okay the great guy is back I fell in love with no you're in the cycle of abuse I think that was show two that's why I'm saying you've got to go back to the archives guys and listen to all the shows that one adds on top of the other they're going to show artificial care for the feelings of others but only if they get something back in return it's always about what are they going to get The big question, how did you fall for a sociopath? That's what I asked myself. Well, it's very easy to do. So you don't want to beat yourself up for feeling attracted. Again, they're very charismatic. They have superficial charm. They're great conversationalists. They have humor. Everyone thinks they're so adorable. Charm is necessary to manipulate, win over and control their prey. Think of politicians, right? Now, Ted Bundy is a great example of a man who is very good looking, smooth talker, quite articulate. His neighbors loved him, said what a great guy he was. And what? He's killing and eating people, right? And I mean, totally. Now, that's a psychopath. Okay, someone who killed and maims. And he said what people wanted to hear using charm to capture his victims. 
These parasitic people manipulate their prey for personal gain brilliantly. They choreograph it. You know, they're so into the hidden secret that's like a high for them. And the game is a high. The romantic, passionate relationship as you start falling in love with them. They're sexually dishonest and prone to many sexual or emotional affairs. They pretend to fall in love with you and will make a commitment, often wanting to marry you quickly. So if there's a quick, oh, I want to move in with you quick, I want to marry you quick, that's a red flag. And do it for financial gain. So if your partner is an equal or above you in the financial status, you better be careful. They want to move into your home within a short period of time, showering you with gifts or a beautiful engagement ring, giving you enough gifts to convince you, your family and the world, what a great catch she is. Soon after marriage, they suddenly disappear or they move on to another victim or they seek secret sexual affairs to alleviate their boredom. These people are addicted to the game, to the con. The slick pathological Liars twist their stories and blame others to evade their responsibilities, get out of a tough situation. They're going to convince your family and friends that you are the dysfunctional one, the liar or the cheat or the one to blame. And it's amazing to see these families turn against a person they've known and loved for years. I have seen this repetitively with a victim of a sociopath or psychopath. And that's one of the saddest things. My family knows me and that they doubt you still. And that the con is so convincing that then when they tell blatant lies about the innocent party, the family starts questioning. And that's when they feel they've lost everything because they've lost the loving support of the people that's known them forever. They fall prey to the convincing lies of this sociopathic partner. This is when they need their family. So victims are even left more crushed while the partner's self-esteem has been enhanced because they have duped their partner and the entire family. The goal is to isolate you from you and all your support systems, your friends, your family, and their power trip means conning anyone they can to make themselves look better. Because their need for stimulation is higher than necessary for most people, they're willing to take immense financial, social, physical, or legal risks. So these are a lot of people that steal money from innocent victims, the Ponzi schemes, What is that one show on? I watch it late at night. American Greed. Oh, there's your key psycho and sociopath right there. Uh, What they do to people. It's very, very sad. Once caught, they lack affect. That means showing very shallow to no emotions at all for the victim. You, their lover, are often overwhelmed with a shocking discovery of their secret life. Asking yourself, who is this person I fell in love with and how could I not see it? When I work with my clients, you know, they said, well, I saw red flags, but there was so much about him I loved. I just let it go. I just make a big deal of it or I'd forgive them over and over again. And that was definitely part of what happened with me. Very much in love with my partner and I was a very dedicated and loving spouse. When you discover this, you're devastated and it's like, who is this other person? You know, where the hell did he come from? And then you do expect the apology, right? Because you're the good partner and you're helping and you're hanging in there and you're forgiven. And once they run away or they go away with someone else, you expect the phone call or the text or the email saying, I'm really sorry, I'm looking back and I want to apologize. But no, 
There's no apology. And that's the part that gets you the most. It's like, seriously? You know, he doesn't get it. And everyone's so devastated over what happened. The most important thing, and I say this to my clients, is stop blaming yourself. Remember, one in 25 people are sociopathic and they con their dedicated partners all the time. I see so many brokenhearted, psychologically shattered victims in my practice and over the global net. I coach around the world. So people are coming to me from all over and they're coming off the stunning reality of life discovering this deception. The damage from psychopathic disorders does last a long time, so it's really important you get a coach that is well-versed and clinically trained in trauma. You will be suffering from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. This is not only for our soldiers that come back. This is for anyone who's critically emotionally wounded. You will have PTSD symptoms, and they last for a long time, so you really need coaching support, so don't wait. Remember, time to doesn't heal, it conceals the pain. Some of my clients are like, this happened recently. And I love this client. She's doing so, so well in her progress. And and I describe the progress of my clients like a rainbow. They do really, really good because they're learning emotionally healthy traits and they're learning where their trauma originates from and how to correct it. And the conscious living, thinking, is this for the good of all? They do all the skills that I teach them. And then out of the blue, they'll say, you know what, maybe I shouldn't date because I should still probably heal. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're getting back into the emotional trigger. You're letting the sociopath win. If you don't go out and live your life with love and energy and passion and an open heart and open mind to receive new love, then they win. So I get my clients out there as soon as they're emotionally ready, done with all their life training. And I do not let them quit because then they are just staying in that emotional trigger of what happened. This is why you need this skills for healing, not time, but the skills. And then you are emotionally empowered and you know exactly what to look for to make sure you don't fall in love with one of these people again. The damage from the sociopath lasts a long time. It robs their victims of self-esteem, their business and social reputations. My lovely husband, a school principal, got caught with porn on his computer. Wow, that hit my marriage practice like a ton of bricks. I'm totally shocked. The school district is shocked. The community is shocked and he runs away, <laughs> leaving me to deal with the aftermath of something that I didn't even do. The cool thing is my clients are such loving and amazing people and we have such a wonderful bond and trust that they knew that that was devastating for me, but I never took time off from work because I'm always able to focus on the client right in front of me and make sure that they are protected and I use my pain, like I said, for healing of others. And that helps me heal myself. That's where that quote comes, help yourself by helping others. And that also applies to healing. So you will get your peace of mind, confidence, financial security, and your ability to trust again. But it does take education. And remember, the perpetrator just doesn't care. When the surface charm disappears after these men usually marry their victims, this is why I said they do fast marriages. The marriages become loveless, short-term, one-sided. They'll do what they want, when they want, and the spouse must deal with it. If Or if confronted, they simply leave without remorse. And many of my clients kept trying to extract the apology from their lover. Stop asking. It won't come. The most important thing you can do for yourself is learn these facts and realize the psychological deviance is not about you. It wasn't you that was at fault or caused them to do what they did. So don't absorb the blame or let guilt 
fester within you. Remember that 75% of humans do think consciously. They're usually kind people and they're not looking to hurt anyone. Most of us feel remorse after hurting someone. When that is emotionally healthy and conscious, you're quick to apologize. You look at the other person's point of view and go, oh, wow, like I didn't see it that way, but I'm really sorry. I totally get what you're talking about. Spiritual people are very quick to apologize. Few of us are without guilt. We all make mistakes. We're all human, but we can still show regret and empathy even to a stranger. And if we can do that to a stranger, why can't we do that? It's very important to do that to our partners. Now I want to go into Dr. Robert Hare's checklist. I love this list. It's so precise. And when I people see it, they're like, oh my God, yes, my partner has most of these. He is from the University of British Columbia, a psychology professor, and he developed a sociopathic and psychopathy checklist. It is my favorite tool, even though it's not the DSM-4. Some there's critics out there about it, of course, but I think it's very precise for the everyday user. Everyone, including the experts, can be taken in. This is part of his study. Many psychologists were taken in by con artists, manipulated, conned, and left bewildered by them. A good sociopath or psychopath can play anybody's heartstrings. Your best defense is to understand the nature of these human predators. Here we go. I'm going to list this now. If you think you're with a sociopath, write them down. There's 19. If you forget some, go buy my book. Okay, here we go. Number one is superficial charm. Again, very charming. Number two, grandiose self-worth. They have really high confidence about who they are to a point of superiority. Three, need for stimulation or prone to be bored. So that's why they had high sex drive. They always want stimulation. Four, pathological lying. They lie about the littlest things that nobody else would lie about. It's constant and ongoing. Five, cunning and manipulative Six, a lack of remorse or guilt. Seven, shallow affective emotions. They won't show it on their face or in their body and they don't use it in their words. They're callous and a lack of empathy. That's number eight. Parasitic lifestyle, poor behavior controls. Now that's 10. Already we got to go to a break. Oh my gosh, guys, stay with me. You've got to get the rest of these and we will finish off the sociopath. We are with Bold Brave Media Global Network and stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is your global life and love coach, Rihanna Milne, bringing you lessons in life and love every Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time on bbm.com. So here we go. We're going in Dr. Hare's checklist of sociopathic, psychopathic traits. Number 11 is promiscuous sexual behavior. 12, early behavioral problems, which we would call conduct disorder. 13, lack of realistic long-term goals. They can't figure out their future. They're living in the now. They just want what they want right now, and they don't think of consequences to their future or anyone else's. 14, there's impulsivity. That's the big one. Always guaranteed to get somebody in trouble, not only themselves, but you two as a couple and the innocent party. 15, failure to accept responsibility for their own actions. 16, many short-term marital relationships because eventually the partner divorces or annuls. 17, juvenile delinquency. 18, revocation of conditional release. And 19, criminality. Now, that one is normally saved for the psychopath. Share this list with your friends. Memorize it so that if you think you're with someone or when you see that sociopathic coming your way into your life, get out fast. They are very difficult to spot. So if you don't write a 
away. Don't beat yourself up. This is why it's so important to take your time in dating and falling in love. So you really know who is in front of you. Save yourself by inner coaching to help create your life and restore your own self-worth and sanity. It's well documented that there's no effective treatment for the sociopath. When they enter coaching or counseling, they only do it if they're court order or if they see some gain for themselves. They might go to one to two sessions and they always say, oh, this therapist is horrible. Like I had one couple come in, the guy was totally sociopathic. And she goes, well, this is our sixth counselor and he doesn't like any of them. And I said, of course not. (laughs) And I knew right away. I'm like, oh God, here we go again. Definite sociopath sitting right in front of me. So they will always put everyone else down and find some way to not want to work with them. They don't think anything's wrong with them. They neither see nor feel their victim's pain and they don't care who they hurt. They're quite happy to continue their self-absorbed lives after they've devastated you. They don't look back. The sociopath sees seduction as a game and likes to wreck people's lives for profit or the sheer fun of it. There's people who marry for money, undermine co-workers, tell horrendous lies to your face, live a dark, secret life unknown to you, and they have no self-monitoring. They do what they please to entertain themselves while assuring you that your relationship is absolutely fine. There's so much going on here with the sociopath, and I know our show is halfway done. I've barely touched on this topic, but it's so important because it's so prevalent, and I really want to protect you from that. They're going to tell the stories in their own way to people you know. It's going to make you look like the crazy, nasty woman who hurt him so badly. This is part of the pain that you endure. They will expertly hide their psychological makeup knowing full well it's radically different for most people, but they'll run away, hide, and never come back once they know that you are on to them. Now, some sociopaths are violent and some are not. Many desire power and money and are highly intelligent and have the ability to become quite successful in their careers. We know of these types. Deep down, they may lack enough self-esteem to achieve the level of power they crave, so they become parasitic and often will marry only if they feel they can gain something from their partner. Lesser intelligent sociopaths become frustrated, aggravated, and enraged at not reaching their career pinnacle that they yearn for. So instead, they control others they see as less worthy or more vulnerable than themselves. Sociopaths prefer jobs that can control the helpless or those who will look up to them in their position of authority. This could be the boss that acts like a bully or manipulates others to make them appear incompetent, especially those perceived as more successful and accomplished. They will take all the accolades of the employees that they have done for them. These people are happy to sit at home. They can often be lazy while you do all the work. They will lie to you and feel perfectly happy to stay lazy and unproductive while pretending to be working hard. They'll lie about what they did. If you have to go off at work and they may be working at home, they won't feel responsible or embarrassed by their actions. They play their own power game by secretly doing what they want without getting caught. They choose a spouse who is kind, supportive, and will work hard for the benefit of the team, the relationship. If you're a woman caught in this setting, seek coaching immediately to develop that plan to get out. Okay, that is a sociopath. Oh my God. Now you can see why I said, uh, I had to meditate after reading all this. And that's not even the worst one. The worst one is the psychopath. Let me go into this one a little bit. Now, it's all the sociopath. That all applies. So we've got the narcissist, the sociopath, all wrapped into the psychopath. The psychopath is the worst. Then sociopath is the second worst. And then we go up to narcissistic. That's why when people say, I'm with a narcissist, I'm like, "Mm, maybe not. 
maybe you got something worse. The criminal psychopathy is a meaner, more aggressive and disinhibited person. They're prone to serious criminal behavior. There's three observable characteristics of this type. Boldness is one. They have very low fear and they have stress tolerance. So they tolerate the unfamiliarity and danger that's part of their high. They have high self-confidence and social assertiveness. They're very bold and they're disinhibited. They have very poor impulse control, including problems with planning and force They have really poor control to their urges. They demand immediate gratification and poor behavioral restraints. And third, meanness. They lack empathy and close attachment with others. They use cruelty to gain power. They exploit. They defy authority. And they are destructive in their excitement seeking. This is the ones that really pull their partners down. They're high antagonism. They're very much on edge and mean and moody, very low in consciousness and very often always anxious. They're tough, aggressive, hostile, lack of socialization and responsibility, sensation seeking, and they call it pathological narcissism. I love that term. This is from Wikipedia, by the way. I like to check them out to see they've usually got the latest research. If you want to check that out under psychopathy, there's 24 pages you can read more on. They also say callous, manipulative, interpersonal style. You can also add in sadism if that's a part of it. Wow, right? (laughs) Repeated delinquency, crime and violence, but also present as charming and social settings. And this is identified always in younger children with conduct disorder. And they say most of our people incarcerated are psychopaths, strongly correlated with crime, violence, and antisocial behavior. These people are also repetitive domestic violence abusers, callous exploitive of their partner. They will always blame their partner and act innocent. The FBI reports psychopathic behaviors consistent with traits common to serial killers. Now we're talking Hitler. Stalin, all those terrorists that uh, fall into this list. Lack of remorse, guilt, impulsivity, the need for control, and predatory behavior. Preference for violence, sexual behavior, their child molesters, sexual murders, rapists. As I get this feel of the pit of my stomach of like, uh, right? This is the psychopath, guys. I know people that I love very dearly that have come into the encounterment with a psychopath, and they're very, very scary people. It's important you get help immediately if this has happened to you. This is a very high trauma situation. It's definitely involving PTSD. And just for some other things, childhood onset before the age of 10 usually leads to psychopathy, or it could be the adolescent onset at age 10 and later. They often correlate it with early onset conduct disorder before the age of 10 and ADHD, antisocial behaviors. They definitely say there's a genetic component and a very high level of childhood trauma and the worst levels of trauma as children. You ask, can these people be helped? They usually say not for the psychopathic. Occasionally, the sociopathic will hit bottom. Usually, once they get in trouble, they turn to addiction to 
soothe whatever they're going through. Some may seek help, but they need at least a six-month intensive program. They very often can't stick with it. And their environment in here is the strongest factors included having a convict parent, being physically neglected, low involvement of the father with a boy, low family income, coming from a disrupted family, broken family, poor supervision, harsh discipline, large family size, delinquent sibling, young mother or depressed mother, low social class and poor housing, detrimental treatment by peers. My people that are listening that know the 10 childhood trauma, they're all here, gang. And then it says very high evidence of strong heritability. So being inherited. There you go. I could go in all night under this stuff. There is so much, but oh my gosh, let me take a break and move forward with the next one because I know some people really want me to get into this one and I may have to finish this one next week, but it's so important. It's the chronic cheater, emotional and sexual affairs. I love this quote from Cher in her song, Believe, another one of my songs that was one of mine with the sociopath I had. (laughs) So sad that you're leaving. It takes time to believe it. But after it's all said and done, you're going to be the lonely one. Very interesting songs. I love the words of songs and how they play into our realities in our life. Nothing is more devastating than finding out your loving partner has been cheating on you, for sure. At one time, this was a male-dominated behavior, but today's stats show that women cheat equally as much as men, but for different reasons. Affairs are often the result of a broken marriage first. It is the person's fault that goes outside of the relationship not the person they chose to be with. Some people want to go after the party that they're cheating with. No, go after the spouse. You know, it's not the other person. The spouse was the one that had the vow. The unhappy spouse should have gone to their partner and told them of their concerns, wants, and needs. It often helps to go to a couple's counseling or to have a relationship coach to help you speak freely to your partner about this. Marriage counselor Gary Newman claims one in 2.7 men will cheat at some point. Now, the stat was done when I wrote my book. So it's a couple years old. And this is a source from CNN. I'm sure there's more updated stats, but it also appears that men cheat more than women, but women have been cheating more frequently in recent years. Describing the reasons men and women cheat, it's men seek quantity of sex and women seek quality. Men cheat to have more sex and women have affairs because they want an emotional connection that is missing in their relationship. When I have couples that are going through this, and again, I coach for both singles and couples. A lot of men get really super involved with sports. All weekend is golf and then football or they're out with the boys on Friday night while she's at home or she's schlepping kids or cleaning the house. And they're always thinking about themselves. And then they're shocked when there's an affair. Well, when the woman meets a man that is appealing to her emotions and wants to spend time with her and wants to talk with her, this is what the women say that they were leaning towards, that they have talked to their husbands. They say, can we have more time? Can we have romance time? No, men just want the sex at 11 o'clock after 11 o'clock news, and that is not romance. If you listen to my shows before, you know men's sexual center of the brain is seven times that of a woman. He can usually get turned on like that. 
A woman needs her five senses engaged to feel turned on. So this is why the romantic dates are important. You've got to look nice, smell nice, talk nice, listen to music, maybe eat something tasty. It doesn't have to be an expensive meal, just something tasty. And that's romance, getting out of the house and from the to-do list or from the work, looking forward to seeing her. These are things that make a woman feel cherished. That word is important. Other sources say the biggest factor was sexual excitability, but for women, it was not being happy in their relationship and feeling that their partner didn't have the same sexual values as they did. Neither men or women who cheated really cared about the consequences of their actions. Distance from home and spouse opens up opportunity to cheat while escaping the routines of housework and family responsibilities. What is more prevalent for the women and how it starts is usually through cyber affairs. Facebook is big for the women going back to high school people and they just say, oh, it was a friend and it grows into something more. That's the most common way women cheat and it accounts for increases of hooking up with old flames. Women's affairs play into the romance and the passion urges that are neglected by their husbands over time. You really want to monitor. Now, in my coaching program, I talk about balance triangles and there's one for couples. It's you, me, and us and it's an equilateral triangle and you have to make sure that one third of us time is really being invested in because if the you part now the you part is work when you're gone it's also if you're at the gym it's also if you're golfing it's also wherever you're doing away from your partner and yes she has her time but if your us part is very small then forget it. Your relationship's not even going to last, take off, or become close. You've got to invest that time and energy. Affairs for women, they state, feel loved, valued, sexy, and exciting. It takes them away from the drudgery of household chores of men if you're not helping out at the house. The role of mommy, if you're not helping with that, it makes them feel like a desired, sexy woman again. If a husband has stopped romancing his wife or neglects his hygiene, weight, and image, this behavior tells the wife she's just no longer important to him. The lack of communication or talking to her without love or empathy is another trigger for women. It's just demanding talk or get me this or the woman's cooking every night and they don't hear thank you or just eats or takes a plate in front of the TV. All these little things are adding up to problems. They seek men who can openly communicate and who are actively engaged emotionally. This is the quote unquote work that men must do to keep their women happy. This is how women relate. This is how women feel sexual. Now let's talk about the men. Now, this is research. This is not just Rihanna's opinion. Okay, please. This whole book is based on research. Men primarily look for fast and easy hookups that won't complicate their lives if they're married or so they think. Some men engage in sexual chat rooms believing they're not cheating, but whenever you're emotionally or sexually share your time and energy with another person and you need to lie about it, this constitutes an affair, whether it's sexual, emotional, techno-cheating, through the computer. And the issues are the same whether one is straight or gay, male or female. At the beginning of the relationship, yes, there's passion, romance, excitement, and interest in your partner. But when the excitement wears off, you must actively and creatively keep that sexual interest and romance alive. A good, loving relationship requires ongoing attention and dedication. Guys, I just got the five minute cue. Oh my God, that means we got to start wrapping up. 
at the end of the program. You know I like to share a lesson. Hang with me. Join me next Monday. Send me your questions if you want me to answer them. And we will continue this part of the conversation next Monday here on Bold Brave Media. This little quote that I read is from Daily Affirmations from Raquel Lerner for adult children of alcoholics and I add or other trauma. This is actually from August 11th, although that's not our date. I like the reading for tonight. And it says, I'm making order out of chaos. How do I put the pieces of my life back together? What do I do with those mishappened parts of myself, the parts that are old, frayed, and tattered? Recovery is the art of making order out of chaos. As a child of an alcoholic, I become impatient with my own healing process. I want to get rid of all the nasty parts of myself now. Any imperfect piece I want to dispose of immediately. And I'm choosing this reading, guys, this part, because some of you listening might know that you are doing sociopathic behavior. And you might have known about it deep down and you're scared. So the first thing is to take action. Call me. I've worked with sociopathic personalities all the time and the transformation is so beautiful. Don't stay stuck in the guilt or the fear. Call me. Write me, rihannamilne.com. It continues, I will examine all parts of myself before I make decisions to keep or throw out parts of my personality. Who I am is all I have to work with starting today. There's no need to rip myself apart and I can start over with love and compassion. With love and patience, I am learning to make order out of my personal chaos, a work of art is in the making. I love that for tonight. Next week, we are going to continue this about the cheater. We are going to go back into the jealous, controlling, paranoid, the avoided, and the commitment phobe, the passive aggressive, and the mother hater. And there is some more. The Peter Pan man, the mama's boy, the mother hater, and the drama queen, which is mostly women. So join me next week. I don't know how many we'll get through, but I'll do my best. Okay, love angels and transformers. That's all we have time for today. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Next week, we'll be diving deeper into all these more toxic personality types that can break your heart. If it takes three, four, five shows to do it, we're going to do it. So tell your friends who you love and care about to join us next week too. And I appreciate you sharing the love and helping me change the way the world loves. Please take a moment. Give me a five-star rating and a comment of what you liked about the show and what you want to learn in the upcoming episodes of Lessons in Life and Love on the listening platform of your choice. We're on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Spreaker, or on my new LessonsInLifeAndLove.com website. And you can easily share the show from there. Send me your questions and reach out for help during the week. Seven spots are open for you guys at RihannaMilne.com. Just fill out the pop-up form. You'll go to my calendar. And I really look forward to meeting you and hearing your story. Okay, Love Transformers, be sure to join me next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on BoldBraveMedia.com. And as always, I am here to help you have the love you desire and the love that you deserve. Have a really blessed and amazing week. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Your personal journey of life and love transformation has only just begun. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. And if you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a free life and love transformation discovery session with Rihanna, a $500 value. Just contact Rihanna with your questions and to tell her your story at RihannaMilne.com. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.